Titans <laughs> shut earlier on. There was a big crash, and so yeah, apparently it's been it's been horrendous for out for hours. Hopefully, they're all dead. Welcome along to the Log Zapper podcast. I am Adam this Hi, evening. That, that's Mark. You can hear Mark. Russ is here. <laughs> I, I get a feeling we're going to have a whole lot of Mark. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we love a whole lot of Mark. Also joining us is, is Rich, who wasn't going to join us, but then... Hi, Rich! He looks like... <laughs> he had better plans, but his better plans are currently stuck on the M4, so here he is. I hope the people are okay. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's they're, got, they're, all, he's, they're all dead, Russ. They're all dead. Got, they're all dead, Dave. Rich Dave, looks Dave, fucking handsome today. Dave, all, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's that, got himself that, a little haircut. He's, he's had a, uh, a redundancy haircut. He's having a, a midlife quiff. <laughs> <laughs> got nothing better to do. Might as well just stick around with the haircuts. I like how he's got the, uh, he's got the shirt unbuttoned just enough so that he, there's a little tease that there's something going on there. There's like a little, uh, bit, little bit of a devil about him. Just just he's got like glint in his eye. I'll tell you what, if Craig Craig's not here, all our sexual needs are ramped up because you know, we, we've got to get it somewhere else. <laughs> if Craig's not here topless. I don't know. I saw, I saw, Craig, I saw Craig, some of Craig's Instagram earlier of him fighting in a ring and uh, oh, he looked mean. Did he make you feel inadequate, Russ? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, the re- for the record, I'd smash him into next week. <laughs> For the record, I'd love to see that attempt. A lot, of, a lot of people would pay good money to see that. Didn't we have this hey. discussion like three weeks ago? Yeah, we'll we do, did. We'll do, yeah. we'll do it yeah. for charity. I'm up for it. In the off-season. That's our off-season episode right there. Do you think you'd last longer or shorter than one punch? Oh, come on, mate. Please. Who's throwing the punch? Craig. Yeah, I, I, I would take several. Would you? All right. Okay. Yeah. Not a pussy, mate. I'm not suggesting you are. I just, you know, <laughs> I've got a feeling that Craig hits quite hard. <laughs> he he is I'll, not. I'll be honest, he is, he is not a fighting man. He is not a fighting man. In fact, he is a bum, and he's a dosser. <laughs> <laughs> but he does make exceptional confectionery. Yes, but he's not a fighting man. Does he do uh, youth hosteling programs? <laughs> That one, that wasn't you, Bank. Come on. Are you sure? Are you sure? Um, Patrick's loving this right now, isn't he? Just a whole load of nonsense. How do you how do you categorize this? Nonsense. Always nonsense. 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 In doubt. Oh, but some of the categories themselves are gold. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury um, impressions. Uh, It sounded more like Chris Eubank, mate. That's why I was saying it was Chris Eubank, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. That was Eubank. He's not. He's a bum and a dosser. He's Tyson not a fighting Fury man. doesn't go youth hosteling, does he? He absolutely well. He go, he's more of a caravanning man, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, probably. Can you tell we don't have a running order, listeners? Um, <laughs> no, but we do have a quiz, and I'm going to get into that. Oh, I've resurrected one of our favourites. It's is the it, is it the one in three? It's the one in three. Yes. Um, and. You you can all have a go at each question, and we'll see we'll see how you get on. I thought it might be because when it when for the behind the curtains for the listeners, Rich wasn't uh, 
which wasn't supposed to be here this evening. So when it was just the three of us, I thought, what quiz is Adam going to do that gives me a fighting chance of being <laughs> being competitive at? And then I thought, he's going for the one in three, the obscure, the obscure quiz. And he's the not irony is that I prepared this before I knew that. I, I would have happily screwed you over otherwise. <laughs> but it's worked out quite nicely. Right, let's get let's get going. First question. Um, listeners, if you're not familiar with this, I'm going to read out three facts. One of them's true. What? Um, one of them isn't. Two of them aren't. Oh, that's good counting. That's a terrible intro, but you'll figure out what's going on. First question. Fact A. Blake Bortles has more career rushing yards than Leonard Fournette. B. Johnny Hecker has a higher career passer rating than Jared Goff. Or is it C, Chase Daniel has completed more passes this season than Mitchell Trubisky? I'll go first on that one. And my money's on Chase Daniel and Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice, nice in early there, Russ. I like it. Yeah. What do, you, what do others think? Um, I don't think it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's three games versus three and a half quarters. Yeah, but Trubisky's been terrible. Oh, he is he's shit, but he, come on. <laughs> um, I, I'd like it to be the first fact. I think it'd be hilarious if that's true with the rushing yards, but I think it's got to be B. You're going B, Rich. Um, Mark? Um... <sighs> I don't think it's Trubisky. Um, I, yeah, I would probably say because um, Hecker has thrown about three or four touchdowns, hasn't he, in his career? So I'm going to say I'm going to say Johnny Hecker as well. Um, you and Rich are both correct. Um, by the way, Blake Bortles. Last week had more career rushing yards than Leonard Fournette, but he's only just been overtaken. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's, been, he's been around longer, to be fair. And Fournette missed a whole season, didn't he? Yeah, but, but argue, let's, let's not get facts get in the way of this. Um, next question. A. The Chicago Bears had a quarterback in the 1950s called Willie Thrower. B. <laughs> The Atlanta Falcons had a running back in the 1960s called Alan Runner. Or is it C, the Cincinnati Bengals had a wide receiver in the 1970s called Percy Catcher? Oh, that's, they're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Thrower is just a step up from Willie Stroker, isn't it? I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's been around somewhere. <laughs> you went exactly where I wanted you to go with that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it can't it can't be the first one. That's just that. Much as I want it to be, that's too made up. <laughs> what are you going with, then, Rich? Runner or catcher? I think catcher's more likely. You're going to go with Percy Catcher, okay? Mark, <sighs> I'll, I'll be different. Um... <laughs> I'll say you're going with I'm Willie going Thrower. With, Alan I'm Runner. I'm going to go with Willie Thrower. Okay, <laughs> just because it sounds funniest. I, I'm going to go with Percy Catcher. I like Percy Catcher. 
You're going with Percy Catcher, are you? Uh, I could tell you that Mark is correct. <laughs> the Chicago Bears did have a QB called Willie Thrower. <laughs> Amazing. That was brilliant. Okay, next question. A. Gardner Minshew has just insured his moustache for two and a half million dollars. <laughs> B. In 2010, Troy Polamalu had his hair insured for one million dollars. Or is it C. Brett Kiesel had his beard insured for five hundred thousand dollars for Super Bowl forty-five. Just for the Super Bowl. Yeah, just for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Are you, are you delving into my truth or lies? <laughs> Always. <laughs> so, oh. with with that knowledge that it was just for the Super Bowl, does that make it more or less believable? <laughs> it was the Super Bowl against the Packers, by the way, if you're interested. I mean, none of them are believable. <laughs> put a bit too much, you put a bit too much info on that one. To mm. I don't know whether you're trying to throw us off the scent with that. I think it's too early. It's too early for Minshew to to yeah, be sharing his moustache. He mean, doesn't strike me as the type hmm. of person that would be asked about that either. No. Did you did you see it on the NFL on Facebook? The NFL. I can't remember whether it's UK or not, but they did a load of um, like Gardner Minshew is this, and Chuck Chuck Norris has got pictures of Gardner Minshew on his wall and all that sort of stuff. And, <laughs> That's, that's the, the world does the world asks for permission to revolve around Gardner Minshew and all this sort of stuff. You look it up on Facebook. There's loads of them. It's quite funny. Um, I'm going to go with the beard one for the for the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, I'm going to wait for Mark to make his decision. I I think it's probably that as well, but I'm going to go with Troy Polamalu. Okay. And in that case, I'm going with Gardner Minshew's moustache because they're all ridiculous. So I want it to be that. Uh, the answer is uh, Troy Polamalu and his hair. Ah. Incredibly. Mark, you you are streaking ahead. You've got them all right. Um, no idea how. <laughs> Rich is the only other one with a point so far. Um, two questions left. A. Juju Smith-Schuster has endorsed a healthy brand of smoothies called Juju's Juices. <laughs> B. Since retirement, Tony Gonzalez has produced a range of trainers for Dick's Sporting Goods for when you need to run for when you need to run like Speedy Gonzalez. Or is it it's the way you tell him? Or is it C? Rob Gronkowski has brought out branded cornflakes called Gronk Flakes for when you need to start your day with a spike. Wow. <laughs> How have any of them done any of those things? See, I like I like the way that you 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 added in Dick's sporting goods there. That is an ha- that, been, that's not made having, up. That's an I know having chain. having been into a a chain of Dick's sporting goods, I could see them having a line of trainers endorsed by Tony Gonzalez with the with the catchphrase of Speedy Gonzalez. So I'm gonna that go with the to... Yeah, I'm gonna take the, the trainers. Okay. I'm going to go with Gronk's, the Gronk Flakes. I was thinking, I, I actually like that one. and I was thinking about that one, but since you've gone for it and there's no way I'll win, if it's, <laughs> if, it, if it's the same, I'm going to go with the, um, wait, what was the other one? Juju Smith-Schuster and Juju's Juices. juices. Oh, I like I like Juju's Juices. I'm surprised Russ didn't go for that. As a one <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I wouldn't mind having some of Juju's Juices. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, Mark is correct again. It is oh, Gronk Flakes. 
Sit, just genuinely Google Gronk Flakes. You will not be disappointed. I promise you. Wow. Gronk Flakes. Gronk Flakes. How? What's what's staggering is how I didn't know about that until I discovered that this week. I, I tell you, somebody who will know from Knickers Matter, Mr. Big Chest, he'll know all about them. He probably eats them. I bet. <laughs> I bet he's all over them. Yeah, if he important. didn't know about them, he'll be all over them now, won't he? Oh yeah. All right. Well, it's fairly clear who's who's winning this quiz, um, but we're going to do the last question anyway because I bothered to research it. Right. A. Expatriates and others, wide receiver Eric Decker was dropped for good from his high school softball team because of his inability to catch. B. That's just painful memories from when he was at the Titans. <laughs> or, or, Ad- or, or any of his school. other teams. <laughs> or, or, or when Adam was at school. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's, that's pretty close to the truth. B, Packers kicker Mason Crosby was never drafted out of the University of Colorado. Instead, he worked in a bank for four years until a chance meeting on a plane with Mike McCarthy. Or C, former Chargers tight end, who I think is technically retired. I'm not sure if he was retired. Antonio Gates, he never played a single down of college football. That's pretty believable. But how believable, Russ? Well, I've got, I'm zero from four, so <laughs> I'm going to let Mark go first. Yeah, I believe anything. Yeah. Well, is that is that not the old like? Oh, he used to be a basketball player thing. So did he not play his entire college bas- career at bas- basketball and then became an NFL player? You tell me. I'm going with that one. <laughs> okay. You're going with Antonio Gates. Yeah. Now I I would have, I would go with Antonio Gates, but well, I'll go for another one then. No, 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 it's fine because there's absolutely no point. <laughs> That's it? Me going, there's absolutely no point in me just trying to go for one point. So what were the other ones? Mason Crosby working in a bank or Eric Decker. Ah, so I like I like the idea in my fantasy world that I could bump into an NFL head coach on an aeroplane and get a job as a kicker. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with Mason Crosby. <laughs> you know in your heart of hearts it's wrong right yeah oh yeah absolutely I'm, I'm gonna go with eric decker then because i wasn't even listening to that particular answer so why not i mean you're just a true professional rich once the quiz is gone there's no point paying attention <laughs> it's the <laughs> dog whack. yeah mark you uh, you win Who? that question you win everything and you don't <laughs> get any music how do you feel <laughs> I feel I feel happy. I, there's a few things I'd like to say um, in response to that. Good. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Let, let's let the man speak. I'm I'm, I'm a bit conscious that we don't we, let we you don't talk hear enough. enough. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have anything to say, Adam. I just wanted to make the kickers matter guys squirm a little bit when they thought I was going to say something. <laughs> I can't wait for you to go on Nickers matter. <laughs> That's never, happening, isn't they'll it? They'll never actually have me on, mate. They, no, they will. They'll have anyone on. Well, mate, they podcast enough. They're desperate for some fresh content. <laughs> Hashtag original content. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should get back into that. Um, I think they've got a slot in their sort of Thursday into Friday, middle of the night. Um, DFS, not the furniture store, third podcast of the week slot. So Where they start be- with the start sets, um, money for DraftKings. 
podcast. I've never, I've never got into DraftKings. I've never done it. Has, it, has any of you done it? Yeah, but you have to pay money. So, you know. Fuck that shit. Okay. It's basically legalized gang gambling for Americans. <laughs> gang banging. You said gang banging, then didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware gang banging was illegal. <laughs> now there's a question. Um, only under certain circumstances, Russ. <laughs> it depends on. <laughs> does it does it boil back to consent again? <laughs> NFL ra- players, you know, raping, what they it, rape, raping and drugging. How much off the paper the gang bang, Rich? <laughs> You get, to, like, um, you get to pick your team. <laughs> gang bang. I'll tell you what, if we're going to talk about raping and a drugging, that leads us nicely into uh, Percy Harvin. He's been in the news. He's made a few, a few comments. Reckons that he never played a single down in the NFL when he wasn't high off his tits. So who's, the, who's this Percy fella? He <laughs> played for the Seahawks, uh, wide receiver, played for the Bills and the Vikings. I'm going to say, I've, I've... he was drafted by the all Vikings. off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah drafted by the Vikings, uh, Seahawks, uh, Jets, and Bills. I think he was decent. I, and... Yeah, I remember him being like when he when he first came out. I, it was quite quite exciting. Punt returner as well. Um, good player. Imagine if he like. I wonder if the drugs made him good. <laughs> Might have so given he, him confidence. He, he reckons he he was high. Yep. For every single yeah. game. Yeah. Every single game. Which does slightly bring into question the NFL's drug policy. And well, ha- how random that is. Well, people have, like, didn't, um, who was the, the lineman this year that got caught who basically said that if you want to avoid the NFL drug, um, random drug tests, it's easy because they can only do it within a certain period of time. So, and you know, in advance so so long as you stop raping and a drug in with a couple of weeks to go um you were you're it's really easy to be to be clean which doesn't surprise me but if harvin was high for pretty much the entire regular season suggests he had a bigger problem and wasn't that concerned about random drugs tests arguably mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, surely at some point you randomly drugs test the the Seattle Seahawks number one wide receiver. Well, he did in the combine, didn't he? He was found to have to have taken marijuana. Right. Is it one of these things that does it? I might be showing a huge lack lack of knowledge or naivety here, but isn't it like a not a PED? So, in other words, like whatever it whatever he's taken if it's marijuana or whatever else it might have made him high for every every single game that that wouldn't come under the scope of performance enhancing drug arguably it probably does the opposite well that's <laughs> and you that's say he was argument. a receiver yeah that's the argument though in like that people like when they're when they're defending josh gordon people like that is yeah he's he's getting high he's he's smoking marijuana but it's not performance enhancing and so who gives a shit yeah like, so what that's been the argument for a long time in the NFL, and that's. I think they should all just be allowed to take drugs. <laughs> Every everyone just legalize it all. Well, there is uh, like I think there's certain players who argue that like medical marijuana actually helps them significantly because during the season it's you know from a pain management point of view. Yeah. Um, it's actually if you, if you're nervous, uh, relaxing or whatever, I can yeah I can see that. Yeah, nerves. That's that's the best way to to take it. 
But like, there's <laughs> for players who like whose bodies are getting absolutely smashed to bits on a on a weekly basis, and there's some players who've openly said that after a, after a game they can't, like, let alone practice, they can't walk for three or four days after a game. Um, but take that stuff in order to you know mean that they can move around their house for a while. It, it seems stupid that that is that's banned if it's taken in a if it's you know if it was to be legalized and taken in a controlled and managed way i was gonna run my roots and then i got high (laughs) i was gonna go and catch the ball and then i got high sorry still good that that's why Three minutes ago, Russ asked repeatedly, "What? What was his position? <laughs> who's, who's this Percy Harvin guy?" <laughs> I was just trying to fit fit it into the song. That's all. I like. think he. I think he returned kicks. I might be wrong. He I did that. He as well. used to return kicks, didn't he? Yeah, he did that. Can as well. you weave that into your little song? He called for a fair catch. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Was gonna run back through the crowd, and then I got high. <laughs> That, and then that, I got I, smashed. <laughs> but it didn't hurt, so we didn't care. Yeah. I'll tell you what, around the NFL aren't leading with Percy Harvin with their talking points, are they? <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got a good niche here. The, the Long Snapper podcast, the alternative to yeah, all yeah. other NFL podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do, I do think we should talk about some stuff that other podcasts probably have talked about, which include hits. Now... I don't think we've got into this yet this season, but we've. I think every other season the Long Snapper podcast has got into, into it. It's got to be perfect. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of it. I did it. On, I did it on Sunday. You will keep coming. <laughs> well, I mean, two two notable hits occurred. One on Josh Allen, which, depending on the angle that you saw it, it's either worthy of a prison sentence or not even worthy of a 15-yard penalty. And I, oh, it definitely, bit... definitely, 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 definitely was worthy of a 15-yard penalty. Definitely, it sh- he should have been a. Are you sure? Yes, definitely, Adam. <laughs> At the end of the day, the guy plays for the Pats, so fuck the Pats, and that should should be a penalty. It's also I didn't realise, and I don't think many people did, that a a fifteen yard per like penalty like that can be offset by holding. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, to me, it should be an after the play thing. You've almost uh, oh, that, that, that it could be a very boring rules chat, but holding occurs during the play. The, but then it's so. I don't know, you've never rules, been rules. Off. You've never been put off a boring rules chat yet, Adam. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I think, I, I think it was really now. interesting with with that one in particular. With that one in particular, the stuff the, the Buffalo Bills themselves tweeted out an interview with Micah Hyde after the game, where he basically said that if one of the Bills defenders had hit Tom Brady in exactly the same situation, they would have been ejected from the game and they would have received some kind of ban afterwards. Um, right, because so. it was the other way around. Um, it it didn't happen. Yeah, what's wrong with that? It's bullshit, mate. Fuck the Pats. What what's ignoring the obvious Patriots feelings here? And I don't disagree about 
that eventuality, by the way. Ignoring that for a moment, how do you officiate these things? Like, I'm, I'm sort of defending the officials to a certain extent, because unless you do what Twitter has done in the last 48 hours and look at it from every conceivable angle in incredible detail, slow motion, fast motion, you name it. Now, we've, I've seen an angle that looks literally looks like I can't believe Josh Allen has survived this hit. And I've seen it from another angle that you sort of feel actually the, the, he's trying to, it's, trying to pull it, out of it. I don't, so, I don't so think it seems that difficult to me. Yeah, obviously. The guy's leading with back. his head. If you want to tackle someone and not lead with your head, you don't lead with your head. It's can, like we, can we not get into a tackle? In every tackle they ever do, they don't I'm, lead with their head. I'm so sick to death about ta- <laughs> talking about tackling. That's all that's happened through the Rugby World Cup is people talking about fucking tackling and bans and sighting. Just fucking let them go on with it. They're all big enough and ugly enough to look after themselves, so just fucking let them go on with it. I do think there's an element here. So I'm, I'm a big motorsport fan as well. And when you go and watch motorsport, there are signs everywhere that say motorsport is dangerous. You're doing this at your own risk. The NFL is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing this at your own risk. You're getting paid a lot of money for it. You understand, like, I understand that the, the NFL have tried to cover things up over the years. So they're now trying to cover their asses. But ultimately, now that if you come out and say outright, Football's dangerous. It's going to come with health risks. You do it at your own risk. You're going to get paid millions to do it. That's their fucking decision at that point. It is. I I get that. But by the same token, that's like saying like a footballer is playing football is dangerous. Um, But if someone like dives in off the ground and snaps your leg in half and ends your career, well, you know, tough shit. You decided to be a footballer. Yep. <laughs> that exact, exactly that. Yeah, but that that could happen to you while you're walking down the street. I mean, exactly. it would be ridiculous. Yeah, tough shit. You decided to walk down the street. Uh, I, I, I going back, is, going back on where I technically suggest... a non-contact sport. American football is not a non-contact sport. Football's not a non-contact sport. It is. It in terms of you're not supposed to actually kick people in the legs. No, but you know, if, football, if, but you, if can you do, lay them out as much as you want, pretty much. I've just I've just read something here, right, from um uh, at BR Gridiron where Vontae's perfect has cost himself five million dollars in eight years. Ten ten K hit, twenty-one K hit, twenty-one K hit, twenty-five K twisted ankles, sixty-nine K conduct, fifty K hit, five hundred K A B hit, seventy-five K stepped on blunt, twelve K conduct, one point four million hit, twelve K conduct. 1.8 million PEDs, <laughs> 112k AB and Connor hits, 53k lowered helmet, 1.2 million head to head. I love the fact that AB appears multiple times. He's that, an absolute. The guy's a fucking hero. And you think that's just? <laughs> and is that not just the fines as well? Yeah, that yeah exactly. Take, yeah, that doesn't that take the into loss account. Of yeah, that doesn't take into account the salaries lost from the games he's missed, and of yeah, the games so... he could have been available since he's been drafted. It's like fifty percent he's missed through suspension. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's really, it's like, I think like you tot it all up. It's like six million dollars he's cost himself. And, I, and I'd love, I'd love the fact that he'll, he'll probably. I mean, I don't know what his contract is at the moment. Yeah, he'll be terminated. Right? You think it'd be terminated? Is it a one-year contract? Yeah, they'll release. But, well, they'll probably. But he's on the. Um, he's sort of suspended without pay anyway for the rest of this season. Yeah. Somebody will pick him up next year anyway. Oh yeah, of course. So, given given that the London game's coming up, there was a. Um, 
think Microsoft have got someone from the Raiders. I think it's I think it's Trent Brown from the Raiders coming in to do like meet and greets and signing and all this bullshit. So I thought, you know, I got this pop up on my Facebook feed because I follow NFL and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I thought I'd drop them a little comment suggesting that Perfect uh, might be available. <laughs> no one's come back to me. Yet. I'm, I'm just I'm on I've just sort of Twitter searched for Perfect right Derek Carr. Uh, perfect Vontae's perfect is one of the most in- misunderstood people in the NFL. He's a great guy. I don't think his suspension is fair. He is his heart is broken. And then right underneath is um, a video of him getting absolutely nailed by Juju after that hit on Brown. That was great. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> that little that. Oh, I shouldn't we? That, just, I'm missing the point here, aren't I? <laughs> but it just felt like no, that I know exactly the hit you're talking about, and it. I think a lot of people in the in the National Football League, maybe privately, smiled. Yeah, did you absolutely put into town? And it, yeah, it's it's what goes around comes around. That's the old. That's like old school football. You, know, you do you do something like that, and someone's someone's got your number, <laughs> and you you'll pay for it. But yeah, but that's the thing. What goes what goes around comes around, and he's he's got to be expecting. You know, you'd think he would be expecting something similar to come back. And if he's willing to take it, then you know, well, he's, he's, he's not going to take it for a while because he's suspended for the year. The thing that makes me chuckle about it is that when when Mayock and whatever went into the Raiders, they were all talking about how they wanted to shift the culture of the Raiders and bring in like good guys in the dressing room and you know like really like get in proper people. Then they went and signed. Antonio Brown, Vontez Perfect, the only one that's left to fuck up still is Richie Incognito. And... <laughs> best, best name in football, by the way. Yeah. Is he still on the Bills roster? Does he stand out? Uh, no, he's, he's at the Raiders now. No, <laughs> yeah, the Raiders have got him, and apparently he's playing quite well, but if something's going to go wrong, eventually he's going to turn up in some Tampa brothel with a gun, allegedly, <laughs> and do something, do something stupid, because that's what they do. And, you know, Raiders, what are you doing? Who are they, yeah. eh? Who are they? They're, re- they're remodeling that franchise based on the 1980s Raiders. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to not them for that, but yeah, some will, I guess. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's just a minefield of inconsistency and yeah, you're always going to upset somebody. Any opinions about this, there'll be people that will disagree. I think it's the inconsistency that's frustrating. How do you be consistent, though? Every every hit is different, and every every hit seems to divide opinion. I think I think I mean Mark said it. If you're leading with your head, then you're asking for trouble and a potential ejection. I talk a lot of sense, Rich. Mm, occasionally, talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, half half the problem is is Doyle Doyle's knees already on the floor. He's he's already in a real really compromising position as well, and he's just like, I don't give a fuck. You're having this, I mean, and I it's just gone straight through him. Whatever you think about the the hit on Josh Allen, the hit by, the hit by Perfect is just utterly premeditated. Part of partly because you know what he's like. Uh, What's decent is also he's... you look at it. I mean, it's 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 so unquestionably deliberate oh yeah but if, do you see the way Doyle just bounces back up though as if nothing's happened at all he oh, just yeah. literally just like boom yeah yeah well the other thing about the perfect thing is you can tell it's deliberate because of how he then leaves the uh, the, the field just like blowing kisses to the Colts fans and that shit yeah 
That guy's a weapon, isn't he? He's a fucking hero. <laughs> He's my favourite player. I've, I've found my new favourite player ever. Mark Sessler's not saying that, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Let's no. talk a little bit about penalty flags as well. We're, we're tackling all the, the, yellow, the, the yellow flags. Now, Done. is it me or are we getting... There's just offensive holding called... It feels like any every other play. It might not have been as bad at the weekend, but some games you've watched and it's just constant disruption. And there are some that there are some that will go, oh, holdings holding happens on every play, but it doesn't get called. Is it is it too much? It's isn't it a focus at the moment? Haven't they said at the start of the season that basically they're going to try and some it? bullshit focus? Like, I remember seeing something last week because. I assume it's every team at the moment, but certainly watching the Niners, there have been some calls where it's like you look at you look at it back and they circle the play and you're like, okay, so you're looking for the hold, and then the play ends. You're like, I I don't know what that was even called for. Um, I, I assume that you yeah. guys are seeing it on games that you're watching as well, but it just seems like it's getting ridiculous. I'm kind of with you on that one. I feel like I'm almost, you know, when a goal scored in football and you kind of, you wait that split second to see if, um, if the offside flags up now, whenever there's some kind of big offensive play you watch, I feel like I'm having to wait a minute just to wait for that little yellow graphic to appear. Yeah. That's where it that says flag yes. on it. And you're like, Oh for God, and another one. There seems to have been more big plays and touchdowns chalked off for things like offensive holding this season than I've ever seen before. It's um, yeah, I, I agree. It's, Along with a lot of shit teams, the the officiating is making it a difficult product to watch at the moment. It, they just need to they just need to actually focus on the obvious blatant holds. Like, yeah, if someone gets slightly turned, yeah, fine. Like you could maybe call it, but it really doesn't need to be called on that stuff. It's not affecting the play. Just let it go. Well, the other one that's where there's, I mean, this is a a focus change. Yeah. The, whatever the word is the officials are looking out for it the other one obviously is the pi rule change that's now reviewable i've barely seen anything overturned which i don't have a problem with by the way it's clear it's just like football a clear and obvious i don't know that i've seen any other than there was one in week one there's been there's been two there I think it's like three or four that have been that have been overturned. One was a really questionable overturn as well that nobody thought should be overturned but was. I haven't seen. I don't recall seeing anything so yeah. far. There, been, there, there was a there was a, a play. I think it was in the Bengals Steelers game, which wasn't worth watching for any reason. Certainly not this, where I think there was an offensive pi flag thrown for virtually nothing. Like a, it was like a incidental contact of a hand on hand on the cornerback's back and a flag got thrown for offensive pi and the challenge flag got thrown rightly it just it was just nothing and it wasn't overturned so saying well do we have enough evidence to overturn the on-field call yeah and I I think, if you're not going to overturn it for that it was, you know it's like son being offside by a, his nose hair or whatever it's don't just... get me don't get me started on that adam <laughs> uh, yeah we don't have time for that do we, <laughs> do we? we barely think, have time for what we are, are talking about I think the refs are rebelling on this. I think that they've the rules come in from the rules committee to shut up Saints fans and those people pissed off about what happened in the game. 
I think the refs have set it out to basically be like, unless it is so obvious, it's ridiculous. We're not going anywhere near it. Even if it looks like it should be overturned, we're not doing it. They set their stall out in preseason where they, I don't think a single um, challenge was overturned. Even the ones that the commentators thought looked really obvious, they still didn't bother. Um, so I, I think that they're just trying to do it so that the rule gets changed again next year. You could be right. Rich has left us, by the way. Anyone miss him? Nah. Nah. Share, anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> Something was going on with that, Barnet, blimey. <laughs> right, let's, let's return to a little bit of structure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. We talked, I think, after week two about 2-0 and o teams, or it might be an 0-2 teams, and we, we did the opposite at week three about the terrible teams, something like that. Let's talk, let's talk about the 2-2 two and two teams, go for some mediocrity. I'm not sure I really want to do this, but let's 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 make it quick. In fact, let's just let's just run through them. Russ, have you got the list I've, in front I've of got, you? I've got some in front of me. If you'd like me to start with the AFC, so and we've got. Let, let's let's just go. Let's just give a very quick for each team. Are they are they good or are they bad? Yeah, that'll do. Are they, are they good? Are they good two and two? They're going to progress, or are they a bad two and two? They're going to end up negative. You know, in-depth analysis, that's what you're going to hear here. Good. So, like uh, in the AFC, in AFC West, we've got the Raiders and the Chargers, who are both 2-2. Two and two. So, I think Raiders. they're both shit. Shit. Okay, I see the Chargers as much better than the Raiders, for what it's worth. Yeah. The, the Chargers, Chargers disappointed me a bit, but... I they'll get better when, Gordon, of... when, when they get Gordon backfiring, won't they? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure with the Chargers. There's something about them this year that just says mediocrity to me. I can see them finishing 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and, and not really troubling anything. I would agree with that's how I would see them finish. But I don't think the Raiders will be anywhere near that. I'd see the Raiders as 5-11. 5-11, and 11. Five and 11. I was just yeah. about to say that. Uh, that was, uh, I think, a bit of a freak against the Colts. Um, we'll see the Bears pulverise them this week. Maybe. You think so? They will depend. Well, now now they're going to be without your favorite player. Yeah, my favorite player, <laughs> Mitch Trashbisky, which, <laughs> by the way, is the worst nickname in football history. Um, let's go to the AFC North then. Browns and the Ravens, both two and two. Browns, I think, are on an upward curve when they're starting to figure it out. They're they're quite, it's quite reactionary with them, isn't it? They were utter garbage a week ago then they put on a good performance last week and now they're suddenly they're brilliant again um i think they're they're slowly will work it out and will still probably end up being the best team in the afc north well but uh, yeah that, that that could well be right um the ravens <sighs> the, that's the reverse isn't it it's the yeah. the ravens are like the reverse of the browns they're the, but they... they're Everyone was wanking off to the Ravens for the first couple of games. And, you know, like Lamar Jackson's the second coming. It's going to be amazing. But everyone forgot that they were playing the Dolphins and the Cardinals. Yeah, true. And suddenly, you know, it's they've had to play a couple of teams that are relatively decent. And they've looked okay in both the games against the Chiefs and the Browns. But they've lost them both. Um, week five, Steelers, huge for them. But I can see the Steelers... Well, the Steelers are on, a, on an upward, upward curve as well. I mean, Mason, yeah. Mason, Mason Rudolph is is having to find his feet 
and and they looked something like it on Monday night anyway, didn't they? Yeah. So I'm saying Browns good, Ravens not as good. Fair enough. That Adam, you've been strangely quiet. <laughs> Mind you, Mark, I Mark, think, Mark, I think Mark, Titans Mark, chat. Mark has just been dominating the conversation. So. <laughs> and it never happened. So thank you for giving me my opportunity to speak, boys. <laughs> I, I see it. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't trust the Browns. I don't think I fully trust the Ravens either. But I think they've got just a bit more. They might not have as much talent as the Browns, but I sort of feel that they're better coached, and I think they'll ultimately have a slightly better record. But I don't know. We're they're, they're two and two. We're sticking our fingers in the air, aren't we? We're sticking our fingers somewhere. Um, <laughs> now a difficult Brown, <laughs> or even a, a equally tight Raven. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Let's not um, talk about the Bengals. <laughs> have your finger off. Um, <laughs> right. Let's let's go to the epitome of bang average, which is the AFC South, where all of the four teams are two and two. Um, so let's start with the ta- Texans. Let's start with the Texans. I'll tell you right now. I'm not even. I'm not two. even going to split this up. All four teams are going eight and eight. There you go. <laughs> that would be brilliant it would be good but it won't happen I, I, who's got the best chance to have a positive record in this division you would think the Colts it changes every bloody week yeah I would I would I still in my head think <clears throat> Colts just because I, I would have said the Texans but I think that Deshaun Watson is going to get killed at some stage his, his <laughs> that O-line that O-line yeah. is it's got more holes in the colander yeah, they've got so they've got so much on offense. If other than that, but that's a it big thing. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter problem. how much they've got on offense if the yeah, yeah, quarterback's yeah. getting killed. Yeah. So uh, their their whole season relies on how long they can keep Deshaun Watson upright, and there's something in my head is just gonna it's not gonna last all season. The Colts, Brissett looks like he's got something about him. And they've still got the same team that with with Andrew Luck, everyone thought that that, that team was going to win the AFC South at a canter. Brissett is isn't as good as Luck, but he's looks serviceable and better than serviceable. Everything else is still there, so I, I still think the Colts will be the ones that eventually emerge. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I I, I sort of I kind of was joking about eight and eight for all four teams, I, largely because I don't really know. And I don't think it's it's like last last week you'd say, oh, Rich is saying that the Titans are going to go one and fifteen, and be even worse than Adam Rank thought, and now, now you might think, oh, they might go nine and seven. Who who on earth knows? You know, the, the Texans, the Texans, you think would look okay, and they they struggled against the Panthers. The Colts had a horrible loss at home to the. I don't know. Gardner Minshew. Maybe it's the Minshew. Minshew's the man. That must be. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. And Patrick, who I've, I've, he's suggesting he might be available for a quick chat. I'm trying to, trying to get him on. Um, he, what he needs and deserves a chance to wax lyrical about Gardner Minshew. But if it's, if it's not going to be this pod, it'll be next week. Um, when he suffered a miserable loss by then, we'll see. You think that he's like they lost after losing to the Chiefs when in his first game 
and people can lose to the Chiefs, you know, that's that's fair enough. Yeah. Lost yeah. to the Texans by one point, and then has won well against Which was the an Titans extra point or would have been. They their their schedule is relatively favourable. If Mitchie can keep it together, they've got as good a chance as anybody, and you never know. I'd love to see it. That would be hilarious. I, I wasn't impressed with him against the Titans. I just thought he it was a bad, bad game all round, and the Titans were terrible in that game. And I just thought that he was missing a few simple throws, and I thought, I don't... Was that... It, you just just tight... clouded, your anger just clouded, because has he not had something like be. the best passer rating of any rookie in history? <laughs> but that's just what I thought from watching that game. But, yes, he has. But I also... No, this is this is just my opinion from watching him. But the Broncos, the way that I mean, I was only watching red zone, so I'm not obviously watching every single play. But what I saw really, really impressed me. And yeah, the they were down. They were two two scores down at halftime. In yeah. fact, let's 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 ask someone who's probably paying more attention. Who seems to <laughs> here's a man that'll know. He's just appeared. Rich left us. Patrick's joined us. Patrick, are you there? Hello. Craig, Craig's going to be so unhappy. And that make and that makes me happy. <laughs> the more things that we can do that make Craig unhappy is good. We're we're just discussing the mediocrity of all the two and two sides in the AFC uh-huh. South. Are, yeah. are you there, Patrick? Can can you hear us? It lo- it, it looks like he's he looks like he's in a room with like a smoky pub from the nineteen eighties. <laughs> like it's need- really hazy. Clean, clean your lens, Patrick. <laughs> Just wipe, wipe the screen a bit. He can't hear us, can he? No, I don't, well, he he might be able to hear us, but we can't we can't hear him. Oh well, let's 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 talk I, about I the Titans. I would say positive things then. about the Jags. Anyway, let's let's move on. Let's move on from the Jags from a very brief moment then, and let's talk about the Titans because I know you want to talk about the Titans. Obviously, um, okay. Marcus Mariota was the worst thing in the world. Now he's the best thing since sliced bread. And uh, yeah, well, where is he this week? No one wants to hear me talk about that. I, I, <laughs> I, I, it's it's difficult when someone's playing that inconsistently. Because if you'd only watched Mario to play against the Falcons, you'd think he's a top level NFL quarterback. But then if you only watched him play in the previous week, you'd wonder how he ever got a job in high school. So it's 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 difficult to. Like manage not emotions, but like see through all that, and I, I still don't don't really know. <laughs> I mean, the Titans are going to be inconsistent. Eight and eight. <laughs> there you go. I don't I don't know what else to say. I don't like I don't like our matchup against the Bills this week. I think that that defense is is going to cause Marcus a lot of problems. But I also think the Titans defense will cause <laughs> cause the Bills offense a lot of problems. So has there ever been a nil nil in the NFL? There might be this week. Quarters, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's that might not be the prettiest game if you like offense. Um, but I don't. I'm a miserable bastard. I'm going to love that game. I I don't know. It's yeah. It's it's like flavor of the month in the AFC South. Maybe it is Min- Minshew mania. Minshew mania. The Jags are going to go all the way. Patrick I, Minshew mania. I have no idea if Patrick can hear us. I can hear you now. I don't know whether Hooray! you can hear me. I'm here. Hooray. It's the Statman. <laughs> I can't wait for the pie chart. 
I just tuned in to find out that Adam loves the D, and I'm shocked. <laughs> Puns already. Yes. There we go. We 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 were as you joined us, literally talking about the Jags comeback at Mile High, and God, guard the Minshew. That that final drive down the field. That was serious stuff. It was it was unbelievable, and it's been so long since the Jaguars had a team capable of doing that. You know, we we've had the best part of a decade where that far behind, you know, it was game over at half time and you went to bed. But with what we have currently, there was always a chance. And the third quarter said, "Yes, we've got we're 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 back in this. We have a run game that's working. We have a quarterback who's finding our receivers." And you know, what what, what does that feel like? (laughs) <laughs> surprising as much as anything you know it's um there was a number of years when we had like the offense would fire for a week but the defense would fail the offense and the defense would work together and the special teams would ruin it and cost us cost us wins so apart from 2017 we've had like no seasons in a decade where we've looked like a competent football team so it's just great that it's coming together and you know, I'm 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 getting a bit ahead of myself. We're two and two in a division where everyone's two and two, but <laughs> it's it's football you want to watch at the moment, and that's that's a, a an enjoyable thing. Is it, do you think it's helped by the fact that he is the type of bloke that he is, Gardner Minchu, and because he's like this, you know, got the moustache, man of the people, um, just seems like a, a pretty decent guy, and people are rallying around him. Do you think that's added to the appeal of him? It, it definitely helps, but, you know, Blake was a guy everyone liked and wanted to do well. He just couldn't do well. And part of that was him. And part of that was <laughs> just the offensive it. play calling and the entire lack of an O-line last season. I think what happened last season was he got hit so many times by the end of the season. He was seeing hits that weren't there and just throwing the ball away in a panic. And that that took him out of position to be a starting quarterback which is why he's ended up where he's ended up he's a a good solid diligent player when he's confident in what he's doing but he wasn't confident in what he's doing with us last season and i can see why and i suppose having a fully fit and firing leonard fournette looking something like it at the weekend as well is going to help him no end to give him that other that other option that little bit of space oh it makes a huge difference a huge difference and you know, we pre-season we saw Minshew play a lot because we were protecting falls from injury. Ironically, after he managed one um, set of downs last year in the first game of the season, um, we saw Minshew play. We saw Alex Magoo McGoff. I want to call him McGoff because that's I'm English. Can't call him Magoo. Anyway, <laughs> he's at the Texans now. We're in Jim, Mister Magoo. The, the thing between those two was it wasn't easy to tell who was going to be a backup quarterback. They looked much of a muchness. And the reason they looked much of a muchness was they were both behind absolutely trash offensive lines. So they were holding the ball for less than two seconds and then getting smashed in the face. And if you've got less than three seconds to do something, what can you prove as a quarterback? So seeing him behind our first-team offensive line with our first-team receivers... He looks like a competent human being, and he didn't look like that in preseason because he wasn't given the chance to. So, it's it's great to see what what we all thought he had in college. I guess. I do wonder how many other quarterbacks have just like missed out on an NFL career because they just haven't been given a chance in the right situation, or have you know, like Josh Rosen, if he'd have been the backup in Jacksonville, or they had a shit name. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> if Josh Rosen had been the, the backup in Jacksonville when Foles went down and now was playing, would he look like Gardner Minshew does? Um, and is, is he like basically missing out on a career because he went to um, the Cardinals and now the Dolphins? It's like, who else actually was a really, really capable NFL quarterback that never just never got the chance? I think there's a flip side to that as well. You look at quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins and um, Joe Flacco, who've <laughs> continued been to get touted as almost at that level, being behind really good offensive lines and good teams and not quite made it over the line with any of them. And you just think, are you in a good scheme and overrated because of that scheme? Yeah. To be fair to Joe Flacco, he did win a Super Bowl. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> it. No. It. It's hard to believe that. Look at the look at the state of him now. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what 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 happened there. Do you feel a bit I sorry? Totally, for Nick, I, I feel totally... a bit sorry for Nick Foles. He seems like a really nice bloke, and mm. he's gone. He's got. He's finally got his move. He's going to be the guy. Gets injured after a quarter, and you kind of think, "Oh, that's it. The Jags are done. They're going to have to limp through until he gets back fit." And they happen to land on the fucking Messiah. Could could Foles could be great trade value though. I do think that, yeah, because, you know, 88 million is a lot over four years. And there's a lot of teams out there at the moment who look trash at the quarterback position. So getting someone in halfway competent would benefit us and benefit them. Now we've landed someone who seems reasonable. So, so do you th- if, say Foles comes back in week 10 or whatever it is from his, has he gone on IR or he hasn't, has he? He has. Is he out for the year or is he designated to no. return? I think he's designated to return, but he's on. Yeah, yeah, on he now. had eleven weeks. So from week comes, one, so first first week back will be week twelve if he's so fit. So week twelve, if you're you know in contention, um, is he is he the backup now? I, I'm pretty much on the train of if it's not broken, don't fix it. So if we're eight and four, say, and Minch is looking solid and winning games, why would you bring him back in? Yeah, I t- I'll tell you, I couldn't agree more with that. If you're eight and four, and Minshew's... It's hard to imagine that a rookie like that who's drafted in the sixth round could be that consistent. And dare I say, it's more likely that he won't be, but he'll show, he'll show games, he'll show performances like he did against Denver here and there. More likely he's, I would argue that he'll be six and six and probably in contention with, with the odd ropey performance, the odd good performance. But yeah, if, if he's, if he's that good, if he's stepping up and, as a rookie, he takes him to eight and four. It's a no-brainer. No, you're not. You're not changing him if it's eight and no, four. Absolutely it, not. It, to me, it's more important that if if he if he can be solid and they can keep Fournette fit, then he's in an infinitely better position than if Fournette goes down. Because if because if that happens, then it's entirely on him, and then he could well be fucked. I mean, the big thing on um, Sunday night was Armstead came in for the first time this season after being drafted in the summer and actually looked like a competent backup to Fournette. You know, he had some decent runs. He caught a touchdown. It's, it bodes well that we're finally starting to use him properly. And um, even yeah. the backup to the backup quarterback caught a pass on third down for a first down. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's all looking great. I, <laughs> I that, that. That, ca- that catch came up. I genuinely had to look up who Jay Dobbs was. I was like, oh, is that guy? Yeah, that guy we signed because <laughs> we didn't have anyone else in that position. Now, 
randomly catching first downs. I'm, I'm on board I, with this. This is I, good. I heard the the Knickers Matter guys in one of their podcasts. I, I, forgive me if I can't remember which one. Um, <laughs> uh, they were talking about uh, Rickel Armstead um, and some of his college uh, footage where he has shown, you know, he was up there with the the Singletaries and um, the Jacobs as far as performance goes, but although he wasn't drafted as high, um, that will obviously benefit Fournette if they're going to be willing to trust him with a few more with a few more offensive snaps, and it allows them not to run Fournette directly into the ground. Yeah, that can only help. There was a play preseason um, offense versus defense. He ran over Quincy Williams and put the guy like out of training for a couple of weeks, and there'd obviously been some beef, and he just fully steamrolled into him as if it was like a full-on contact session and destroyed him. It was great. And so you you want to see that. You want to see that in games. I, I tell you what, with the draft being as much of a crapshoot as it is, where you can you can get a couple of lower round picks work out like that, it it does it doesn't half have solve a lot of problems or or create create opportunities. Yeah, where, where you where you've suddenly got yeah Nick Foles has gone down, um yeah if Fournette went down where you've got people that can step in and can do more than more than do do a job even even compete to take these guys' jobs it's it's a great great problem to have. Do do you want to talk a bit more about some of the other two and two sides? We, uh, well, not really. Oh yeah, we were doing. We, well, that's we what, were that's doing where that. we were going with it. Is yeah, it the just, NFC now? We're in the NFC. Fill you in, fill you in Patrick. This. We just happened to be talking about the Jags, and I saw saw your message. Um, we were just chatting about the idea was it was a very quick run through of the teams that I was there. <laughs> two two. In fact, it's been the longest section we've done ever on the on the Long Snapper podcast. Well, apart from some of the quizzes, That's yeah, true. Well, you, you'll get you'll get to hear that in the morning, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, Russ, where were, was that? All well, of the NFC. That, that's I, the I, end. It was. It was, and now we're on the NFC uh, NFC East. We've got the Eagles and the Giants, both at two and two. I don't. The Eagles have been weird. They've got how have they gone in and won at Lambeau, but look as terrible as they were in other games. I don't. I don't know. Well, all, all their all their receivers got injured, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, still... they've had a lot of injuries. The Eagles. That's been the story of their season so far. A lot I, of injuries. I trust them to be higher than the Giants when it comes down to it. But yeah, yeah. D- Danny Dimes, which is Don't, the worst nickname uh, ever. Uh, uh, makes me feel sick. <laughs> Danny Dimes. Fuck it. Fuck off. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are the chances of the Giants ended up with a positive record? Well, they, uh, they, get, they get to play the Redskins again. <laughs> they, they are, they are shit. <laughs> they're they're better off now, certainly, but um, I, 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 they're not making the playoffs, are they? No, no. The the Eagles might. Yeah, I think the Eagles might. I think the Eagles are a good side, but just they just need to get people fit and find that consistency. Plus, Carson Wentz needs to stay fit. Yeah, he's yeah. never managed. Who else? Who else have we got, Russ? Uh, then there's no one in the NFC West. And then we've got the Vikings. The Vikings are sitting bottom of the NFC North with a two and two record. That's suddenly become a fantastic division. The, the, when it looks like the Lions might be decent. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that Vikings that Vikings O line wasn't doing 
<laughs> wasn't doing him any favours. But how do you deal with that defence from the Bears? It's I think just it's, it's so hard strong. to judge the Vikings on that. No, I, I think what's his fate? I think they should expect a little bit more from old Kirk. But... I don't know whether they're not using Dalvin Cook effectively. They they're not. They don't seem to be. Thielen doesn't seem to be. He just doesn't seem. Thielen doesn't seem to be getting any real purchase in the games. Or Diggs. Diggs has done nothing yeah. this season. What, really? Did you, did you hear the interview with Thielen after the game? No. So there was a someone asked him, and he basically said, "You know, we we can run the ball as much as we like." Um, even with the best running back in the NFL, if you're not going to throw the ball, you're not going to win the game. Um, I think he was he's pissed off with, I think he had like two targets for six yards in the game and he's fucked off. But and, and there's a lot of people saying is that he's either throwing the play calling under the bus or he's throwing the quarterback under the bus um, because he's basically saying, if you're not going to throw us the ball at any stage, we're never going to win a game. Of, we're never going to win a game of football. Okay, he's off to the Patriots then. <laughs> um, yeah, it, was, it was a really interesting interview um he's he's not a happy bunny at all thielen and you can see that the him and Diggs well, is just not happy this season at all Th- thielen my wide receiver one in a couple of leagues scored yeah. about 0.1 points this week it's a fucking yeah. joke I, I my view is that that bears defense is the best defense in football for about the last 10 years i'm not exaggerating i don't know how you deal with it and i think it's harsh to judge them on on that where they've actually looked kind of okay in a couple of other games yeah they raced to a ma- okay the falcons haven't looked great but they the vikings absolutely pulverized them they were gash at the raiders though and that was yeah, at home weird... to the, they were at home to the raiders and they were gash the falcons are the biggest surprise to me because like i thought last season they were worse than I expected, and that was a blip. And they'd come back, and they've actually got worse, if anything. And it's such a waste of talent there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. The well, terrible they've offensive been, they've coordinator, been, I think, is a big part of that. Yeah, they've been they've been cacked since Shanahan's gone. They need a massive reboot there. I think they're. Well, do, like do, said, do they though? Yeah, I do. I, Co- I think, I think, I think, I think Dan Quinn is, is basically in his last season with them. If if things don't massively improve. Um, I think they need a lot of things to change. Okay. That, lead, that does lead us into the NFC South with the two and two teams, though, which are the Bucks, which are perennial shit and champagne, aren't they? <laughs> like that's what they are. It's like Bucks I mean, and the Panthers, isn't it? Two and two. Buck, Bucks and the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers. You can see, you know, with C Mac, they could do anything. He can do anything. Um, you know, for me, maybe a big call. I think he's the, he's the best running back in the league at the moment. Um, just for what he offers on the ground, through pass catcher, he's he's got everything. And when Cam's not there, he is almost carrying the Panthers almost single-handedly. Yeah, he's certainly my biggest fear for next weekend. <laughs> oh, in the... Uh... Okay. Make, making hun- like over 100 yards on dump-off passes as well as 100 yards on the ground, is just, he's exceptional. But do you trust the Panthers to put some kind of consistent run together to be a playoff team? I can't see no, them coming no. out of that division at all. No, no, especially not without without Cam either. They just, I just can't see it. 
I, I trust them more than I trust Tampa Bay. It's just oh, the Saints yeah. out of that division for me. Yeah, Saints by by a long way. The fact that they've managed to win two games without Drew Brees. Um, That's almost not, not fair, is it? It is, yeah, exactly. And so as soon as he comes back, I think they'll be fine. But I think they're going to be an team out of the South. Right, this is turning into a very, very long podcast. Um, so it's definitely time to get into our detailed previews for week five. Um, so... Yeah, we'll uh, we'll go straight in if you're if you're ready to strap yourselves in. We'll start with LA Rams at Seattle. Rams need to bounce back to keep control of the West. Jacksonville at Carolina. Kyle Allen versus Gardner Minshew in the QB battle we never thought we'd see at the start of the season bowl. New England at Washington. Has Jay Gruden been fired yet? He might be after this bumming. Buffalo at Tennessee. Illegal forward pass. Number 89 of the receiving team. Five-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. Buffalo football. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh coming off a win and Baltimore a defeat. Will the trends continue or can Lamar find a way to win at Heinz Field? Arizona at Cincinnati. One of these teams actually has to win this game, which is a bit disrespectful to winning. Atlanta at Houston. The Falcons continue their quest to be swept by the AFC South. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Jameis has thrown together a few decent performances. So Tampa Bay nil, New Orleans 30 it is then. Minnesota at New York Giants. Let's see how Danny Dimes gets on against an actual defence. Chicago at London or Oakland. Two good teams face off in London. Wait, what? New York Jets at Philadelphia. If the Jets lose this, they can kiss goodbye to their season. Denver at LA Chargers. What is it they say, Craig? Oh, yeah. Fuck Blockhead. (laughs) Green Bay at Dallas. Two early contenders coming off painful defeats. Game of the week in the Big D. Indianapolis at Kansas City. Pat Mahomes, 32 of 40 passes, 420 yards and three touchdowns. Chiefs win. And Cleveland at San Francisco. A chance for one of these teams to prove that they are for real. Okay, two things, Mark. Now you've uh, rattled through that. Firstly, obviously it's not a forward pass. But <laughs> what on earth makes you think in the rules that Buffalo would get the football in that eventuality? <laughs> um, and secondly, Jacksonville at Carolina, the fact that you didn't call it the mid-90s expansion bowl, shame on you. <laughs> Yes, that would have been good. <laughs> Any other business now, Patrick? You, you can't come on here and uh, after how, however long it's been and not have a few things to get off your chest, but get one of them off your chest at least. I, um, I started ticking off the Any Other Businesses just as they happen in my life at the moment. So I've got <laughs> a grumble That's and an anecdote if we've got time. Um, we don't first. have time, but give us some anyway. Crumble first. All right. Um, <laughs> when did Halloween become the entirety of the month of October? What bullshit is this? It's a shit celebration on the last day of the month. Just leave it alone. I'm I'm sick of Twitter handles with crap puns in them about oh, spoopiness. Just get out of my face. And don't expect me to enjoy it on the actual day either, but at least limit yourself to the actual day. The, the NFL buys into that. What else would the supermarkets put in the summer... 
barbecue aisle and between that and the, <laughs> the Christmas decorations. The the external shed that they create in the summer for all the, the random summer stuff. Have you got one of those at your local Morrison's? There's like a an, an extra bolt-on shop. I know what you mean. Like the, a, the, like outhouse a, bit. The, the summer store. <laughs> Fucking jokers. <laughs> My local my local garden centre's already got its Christmas display up. Fucking oh, outrageous. It's, it's honestly That's Swindon for you. I know. <laughs> yeah. White Sorry, Garden Patrick. Centre. If you're listening, <laughs> pricks. Sort yourself out. Yeah. You had something you had an anecdote as well. Uh, it's it's no um setting myself on fire with the petrol can, but um <laughs> I, I was late for work on Monday. Um so I was taking a dump we, we and fire? at the same time. Um and um sorry what say that again i was taking <laughs> a dry shaving shower. at the same time to save time you know streamline my morning um <laughs> got up that's more alan partridge than me shit shave, <laughs> shit shave. Hands, and i looked up and saw in the mirror in front of the bathroom that i'd left myself a little hitler tash just <laughs> down the of my nose where i'd missed a spot so i cleared that off went to work but i couldn't help thinking like somewhere in a parallel universe there's a pat who was too lazy to put that mirror up. It didn't sit there for <laughs> years before I put it up. So that poor guy didn't see his little hittle tash and just went to work with it. And I, I don't envy that guy. Thing is, <laughs> the thing is, it's just a moustache. Just because one, you know, pretty mean dictator had a tash of that nature, that that, that style of moustache has been ruined forever. Yeah, ruined it for everyone, hasn't he? Ruined it for everyone. What a selfish, <laughs> selfish thought... prick. That, that's the thing. Mussolini had a haircut like Marx, but it doesn't stop him him having that hairstyle. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know why I picked you on know, you there. Robert, Robert Mugabe wore, wore glasses. Yeah, he didn't ruin it for everyone. It's a three quarters of a, yeah. <laughs> it was, it's, it's quite unique if you turn up to work with a Hitler tash. I think there's no way it's getting strewed for something else. Well, as, as, as long as you're not doing a Nazi salute, I think you should be able to get away with it. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'll, I'll go next. Um, the world, have, you, have you been watching the World Athletics Championships? Yes. In, in Doha. Um, what an absolute farce. You've got the World Athletics Championships, the, the elite athletes of the entire world in the probably the second biggest athletics competition behind the Olympics. Why and are they all doing laps of honour? In two empty stadiums. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely mental. It just, it's the, obviously the IAAF um, making lots and lots of money from, from rich Arabs, but just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but I'm sure what's in it for the rich Arabs, to be well, honest. Well, no, yeah. I don't know either, but just, it's probably a way to launder money. I'm absolutely sick to death of major sporting tournaments going to places where no one can afford to go, where they don't have the infrastructure to support it, and no one has any intention of actually going to the games. It, it, it winds me up. It's like yeah. the Winter Olympics in Sochi where it was 30 degrees. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But what I will say is congratulations to uh, Dina Asher-Smith, who won gold in the 200 metres this evening, which was incredible. A British female sprinter who's won a gold and a silver in the 200 and the 100 metres, which is unprecedented, certainly in my lifetime, of female sprinting in, in Britain. We've, ne- we've never really had anyone. Um, she's no Sally Gunnell, though, is she, mate? She's, no, 
She is. She certainly is not. No, Sally that's, Gunner. That's a real woman. Yeah, and Christina Ohorogu. It's like like it's an accurate description of my golf. <laughs> I've got I've got a Sally Gunnell story. This is a oh, can I tell this? I think I yeah, I can definitely. Yeah, there won't this. be many Sorry, people. No one listens this yes. far apart from us four, anyways. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I I, I used to know. I, I'm going to be very vague about who this guy is, but he was he was playing golf. Someone that someone that I know. Um, this is going back a few years, and he he talked he, he talked to. <laughs> it's not Jack. I, I wouldn't hide it if it was Jack. He topped a tee <laughs> shot, and it's sort of one of those one of those shots that just scoots off down the fairway about a foot off the ground. And he just he turns and he was he'd been paired with a couple of random people that day that he didn't really know. And he turned and went, "Oh, oh it's a bit Sally Gunnell." And one of his you know, if you play golf at all regularly, you'll know what that means. And it's one of one of the people he's playing with uh, turns around and. What, what do you mean, Sally Gunnell? Well, you know, yeah, it's a bit it's Sally Gunnell, you know, ugly but a good runner. <laughs> and, and this chap says, "That's that's that's my wife you're talking about." No way! Wow! This, this this is like the third tee, and they they finished this round. They just didn't say another word to each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best anecdote I've ever heard. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> oh my god! But imagine I think if he might said, have kept yeah. that to myself. Yeah, but you're right. You are right. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to tell her that when I get home. <laughs> I hit 17 Sally Gunnels today. It's like I love, love like phrases like that, like the the Dennis Wise, you know, the a really nasty five footer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of little golf analogies like that. In fact, I had I had something on um, on WhatsApp about that sort of stuff. But let, while you're doing your any other business, I'll try and find it, and I'll see if you can guess what they are. Okay, Mark, Mark, what have you got as we as we slip into our third hour of the podcast? Um, so, a we're we're all getting hit by a hurricane tomorrow, which is quite exciting. Um, if you're not aware, you, your face says you're not aware of this, Adam. Is this Hurricane Lorenzo? Lorenzo, yeah. So, yeah, no, I am aware of this. Yeah, this is going to be good fun. My son's absolutely shitting his pants because they've been talking about it in school. That, and Excellent. he's like, and then every cloud he saw on the on the way back from school today was, the, is that Lorenzo? Is that Lorenzo? No, <laughs> I think I think you know about it. Um, but I, I saw earlier on talking about Vontes Berfic and his um, suspension that he got, and then with you mentioning golf. I saw earlier on that there was a, a guy called Bio Kim. Have you heard? Have you heard of this bloke? He was playing in a, a tournament for the. He's a South Korean golfer playing for the and in a KPGA event. Um, someone in the crowd's phone went off while he was. Oh playing, yes, while he was playing yes. a shot. Yes, and he raised this. his he raised his middle finger to the person in the crowd just as a reaction to them. Didn't say anything. Just raised his middle finger. He's been banned today for three years. It's unbelievable. <laughs> three years for a middle finger gesture to someone in the crowd whose phone had gone off while he was playing golf. Vontez Burfitt's got off lightly. He tried to kill someone. What's the, yeah. what's going on there? Is that the harshest punishment you've ever heard in your life? 
It's double standards, isn't it? Happy Gilmore didn't get anywhere near that. <laughs> <laughs> he was encouraged. I've never heard anything like it ever in sport that someone for something so innocuous, if anyone should be given a three-year ban, it should be that guy from attending any kind of golfing event ever again. Incredible. I think it's it perhaps, I'm not, oh, I'm going to sound mildly racist, but I think like culture in that part of the world is very much about being polite and respect. So does that, the guy whose phone went off, has he been killed? Well, yeah, that depends which way you look at it, doesn't it? Uh, so it's barely believable that you have a three-year three ban for mildly losing your temper and not even being violent. It's just at, a time, at a time that it's perfectly legitimate to be mildly angry about something. <laughs> yeah, golf. Nobody's ever got angry on a golf course before. <laughs> Clearly not. Clearly not in South Korea. Um, I've while, while Russ is looking up whatever whatever we've got in a minute. Um, I've got just a little, it's not a necessarily a relevant AOB for right now, but um, park runs. This is just, this is just a little bit positive. I've done like a dozen park runs in the last few months. I'm a unfit 40 year old who's, you know, trying to get a bit of exercise every now and then so that I don't keel over and die, which is pretty much the limit of my ambition here. But to do a, a 5k park run on Saturday morning is is all I was really looking for the ability to get around fine so that that's all great but what I didn't expect was how welcoming and non-judgmental the culture is and you can be you can be trotting around at whatever speed you like and you can turn up at you know, hundreds of these things going on at 9am on a Saturday all around the country. And it doesn't matter how good you are. There'll be someone running alongside you and you're giving each other the old word of encouragement. And there are volunteers, marshals that, that are out there you know, clapping you as, you as you go around. And it's it's fantastic. There you go. That wasn't um, what you were expecting, was it? That, that was surprisingly positive. Absolutely was not. And I was giggling away to myself because I found the website with these uh, alternative golf cliches on. So I'm going to give you a name and we'll see if we can try and work out what what it is. For this. this is the long golf pod. <clears throat> right. OK. Uh, a, an OJ Simpson. <laughs> got away with it. Yeah. When you hit yeah. when you hit when you hit a bad shot, but you've got away with it. <laughs> <clears throat> An Anna Kornikova. <laughs> pretty, a pretty but crap. Yeah, when you hit, when you hit, you hit a shot, it looks great, but it's unlikely to get a good result. <laughs> uh, a Jamie Oliver. Wanker. Oh, yeah, sorry, when, that's not what we're doing. When you really, really just want to smack it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Kate Moss. Oh. You've called it thin. It's okay, but a bit thin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Elton John. Go on. <laughs> a big bender that lips the rim. <laughs> and there we are. <laughs> uh, Kate Winslet. 
<laughs> a bit fat, but always perfect. <laughs> and then one more. I, I, I'm not. Yeah, go on. There's one, one last one. Bill Clinton. <laughs> when you can't, when, when you can't remember which hole you last played. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> on that note. Yeah, on that bombshell. Uh, th- thanks for popping on. Um, Patrick. That, that, popping that, on. No... Popping on. Popping on. Better popping on than popping off. Popping on. Oh, whatever. Um, you, I think you should still come back next week, though, because, Craig, you are... Well, it seems like he, he loves you, basically. There's no other way of putting it. You are his, his, his new hero, so you're going to have to come back and have a yeah, chat when he's, he's here. I mean, we can't uh, leave Mark to do all of the one-sentence previews for two weeks in a row. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> what what no, do you mean you, you we, picked up on we that? We definitely can't do that. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yes, we can. We could do what we like. We don't, we, we don't, we don't care what... There's no, thing. there's no, there's no rules on the long snap bar. No, no. <laughs> try and try and make a pie chart out of this one. Yeah, some of us, some of us, will be back next week. Yeah, bye for now. Go well. Bye-bye. Cheers. you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.